This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. As we approach our final programs in Pastor Ray's extensive Overcomer series, this message entitled Overcoming Weariness speaks to the Christian who's expecting his miracle and sincerely believes he's doing everything right but is simply getting tired waiting for something to happen. Discouraged, losing heart, and maybe even feeling abandoned, this Christian is about ready to quit. But the Bible is filled with encouraging scriptures about not growing weary and doing good, and assurances that the Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. Surely with promises like these, even a weary Christian, tempted to throw in the towel, should fight even harder for his victory. Through a powerful principle he calls the Great Exchange, Pastor explains how this battle is fought and this victory won. When in battle with the Lord at our side, overcoming weariness is guaranteed because Jesus has promised to share any burden and meet any need, no matter what it is. Jesus, I'm putting this on you. You've got this yoke. I'm yoked to you. You're carrying this load with me. I'm not alone. Some of you sang that song. I'm all alone carrying this this load on my life. You don't know how bad it is. I'm trying to make up a song right now, but I I can't get a medley. I can't get a, it's my own song. I'm trying to make up my own song. But you sing that song, you know, and, 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 and you're not alone. Jesus is with you. You're yoked to the Lord. And he wants to carry that burden, but you've got to let it go. Here, let me give you another verse. Got another verse? All right. 1 Peter 5, 7, I'm going to just read it out of the New King James Version. It says, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now, I want to read the entire verse. I want to read verse 7 through 10 from the Amplified Bible because it says it a little bit differently. You want to hear it? It says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Isn't that powerful? That Jesus is thinking, caring about me affectionately and cares about me watchfully? That I should cast all of my anxieties, all of my worries, all of my concerns once and for... Notice it says once and for all. In other words, once you've cast them, you shouldn't take them back. And what you need to do is you, the, the, the walk of faith from this point on is that every time you want to take those cares back on yourself, you pass them back on the Lord. Yeah. And I, I've had to do that a hundred times a day sometimes. Comes back on me, nope, putting back on Jesus. Anybody know what I'm talking about? As, as quick as I put it on them, I, I take it back. As quick as I try to forget about my cares and my worries, they want to jump back on me. But, but it says, according to the word, instructs me that I've got to do it once and for all. So I've got to keep tossing them back on Jesus until I don't carry them anymore. And I don't care about them anymore because he cares for me affectionately and is watching over my life watchfully. All right. So, so listen to what it says. Now I want to read down. It says, be well balanced, temperate, 
sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times, for that enemy of yours, I love the way the amplifies, for that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a roaring, oh, like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and to devour. Notice that he, he connected verse 7 with verse 8. So he connected the thought of your cares and anxieties with the devil roaming around looking for someone to devour. Because often that's how the enemy wins in our life. He gets us so under the heaviness and the weight of our anxieties and our pressures and we get so uh, weary over these things that the enemy actually uh, wins. He gets in and strikes his, his attack and he wins. So, so now verse 9 gives us uh, instruction, withstand him, be firm in the faith against his onset, rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Let me read that again. Rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined. I don't know about you, but I am. I am, and I hope you are rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined. Devil isn't going to scare me away. He's not going to scare me away from my call. He's not going to scare me away from my work. He's not going to scare me away from the things in life that God has called for me to do and the things that I want to do. He's not going to scare me away from my hopes and dreams and desires. I'm going to resist him standing against him. And that's what we need in the body of Christ. We need some established, strong, immovable, and determined people. Are you determined? Are you determined? We need some determined people. I bet you, but I'm determined to fulfill my call and to run this race and get to the end um, unscathed by the enemy's tactics. Because he'll use every kind of stinking tactic to get in your way. He's been trying to get in my way for years. Trying to stop me because he knows the anointing of God is in my life. And the word of God is in my heart. And it's coming out of my mouth. And we've helped more people and set more people free. And gotten people saved and baptized with the Holy Spirit. We've, we've, we've gotten them healed by the word of God. Blessed and increased. Their lives are on the increase. And the enemy will use every kind. When you're doing something for God, folks, let me tell you what. The devil will use every imaginable tool to try to get in your way to stop you because he does not want you to fulfill your debt. He does not want the kingdom of God. To, it's people that are doing nothing that the enemy is not bothering with. So I'd rather get, I'd rather work real hard and get weary than have to go back to the feet of Jesus and refresh myself than be a, be someone sitting on the sideline doing nothing and complaining and bellyaching all the time and going nowhere. I don't know why, where that came from, but if the shoe fits, wear it. Just wear it. Verse 10 says, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who imparts all blessing and favor, notice the God of all grace who imparts all blessing and favor, that's a picture of our God, who has called you to his own eternal glory in Christ Jesus will himself complete and make you what you ought to be. Establish and ground you securely and strengthen and settle you. That's what God's going to do. When you just hang in there and you just keep on, you keep on moving and keep on doing, God said he is going to make you. All right. Psalm 55, 22 says it this way. Cast your burdens on the Lord and he shall sustain you. Cast your burdens on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Let me read it to you out of the Amplified. Cast your burdens on the Lord, releasing the weight of it, what are you supposed to do? Releasing the weight of it. And he will sustain you. Listen, he will never, everybody say never, never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, 
fall or fail. You see, see, you can release your birth. You can let it go. You can stop freaking out about what's going on in your life right now. You can release it to God because the promise of God is that he will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. You're not going to fail in God. That's right. Amen. God made you to be a success, wants you to be a success. You don't have to carry the weight of the burden that you have. You can release it safely into the hands of God and trust God. You know what? You can, you, you ought to, I learned this. I, I can trust God to fix my problems, my burdens, my worries and concerns better than I can do it myself. Everything I tried to fix myself, I made a mess of. Anybody, anybody have the same testimony as me? And that's not a test of baloney. That's truth. It's the truth. I found that casting it on the Lord and releasing it to God is a much more profitable way to go. So I like that. Cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. He, shall, he, he will sustain you. He will never allow the... I like that. I like the way they amplify it. The consistently righteous. You have to be consistent in your walk with God. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. Oh, I like that. I like that. All right. So, so I want to jump down to Isaiah chapter 40. And Isaiah 40 says this, he says, he gives power to the weak, I'm sorry, verse 29, if I didn't give you the verse, Isaiah 40, 29, we'll read 29 to 31. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now go back to verse 29. It says, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. So God promises, promises that when you're weak, when you're weary, when you're feeling under the pressure of weariness, that you can count on God to give power to the weak. And I have to be honest with you, there have been times when I felt powerless. And times, man, and no one would ever understand the pressures that a pastor goes through. When you're dealing with people's hurts and, and sorrows and griefs and pains and suffering and all kinds, you would never, ever understand in a million years the things that a man of God has to carry. And I personally think that, you know, there are too many people that don't respect the office of the pastor. They don't respect what a man of God goes through. This is a different message for a different time, but I think I'll go there because I'm there right now. They don't respect what a man of God goes for. And, 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 or, or what a man of God stands for and what he does. But you would never understand the pressure and the, the, the stuff that, that a person... And then you see, not only do you have to do that and help people through stuff, then you have to stand up on a Sunday and a Thursday and be spiritual. And there'll be people who sit out there and judge you instead of pray for you and say, that's a man of God who's trying to do God's service. Let me pray for the man of God. Let me help the man of God to, do his, to fulfill his call and his vision. But they'll stand there and they'll judge. But you see, when those times come, when, when, when we go through, when we go through, and every pastor goes through it, because I, I, my friends, we, sit, we talk about this kind of stuff. But, but we, all, we all have the same, the same experience. That when we feel at our weakest, when we're under the pressure of ministry and trying to get things done and trying to help people because that's what it's about first and foremost and is always the most important thing in my mind. It's not about buildings. It's about people who are going to occupy the buildings. And when we get under the pressure of trying to minister to people and to help people and to minister to their lives and, and to help them through their troubles and help them through their pains, 
Because that's what a pastor does. A pastor just doesn't stand here and preach on a Sunday and disappear and you don't see him all week. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a man of God is in your face. I know there's a problem. I'm going to be there. So, but, but this is, this is, this is where, this is what we have, this is what we found that, and, and I share this with you, that when you feel your weakest, when you feel so encumbered and so heavy, when you just come to the Lord and you just give your life back to him, give the pressure of all the things that are going on in your life, there's a great exchange that begins to take place. His strength begins to melt away the weakness in your life. His power begins to melt away that sense of powerlessness. His, his strength just comes on you. Because the promise of God is that he's going to give power to the weak. He's going to give power to those. And you see, this is not just because you're weak. You know, he's going to give power to those who are weak because they have been busy about the master's business. Busy about being a believer. Busy about trying to, to you know, uh, live the word of God and, and, and do things you know, to, to promote the, the kingdom of God and the word of God. He's going to give power to the weak and to those who have no might. He's going to increase their strength because they've been running and doing and, and accomplishing for God. And it, notice what it says is, even the youth shall faint and be weary. Even young men shall, in other words, even, even a youth, even a young person who, who is, you know, strong and has a strong body and, and is at the peak of his life, even young men are going to fall and get weary because they're open to that because they're human. Yes. Do you see that? So we humans, we, we experience the same kind of thing. We pastors certainly experience that. So I've had to learn over the years that, that I, I've got to rely on the Lord to exchange. Because really what this, what this means says that um, he'll give power to the weak and to the, he who has no might, he'll increase strength. It's like a great exchange. You give him your weakness and he gives you his power. You offer up your lack of strength and he, he strengthens you. Does that make sense to anybody here? And you just totally throw yourself on the Lord. Say, Lord, right now, I come to church, I don't even want to be here. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm being honest with you. I'm the pastor and I'm being honest with you. It's been a heavy, heavy week and I don't even want to go to church today. I think I just want to put my heads under the covers and just go to sleep and sleep the rest of the afternoon, the rest of the day. I'm being honest with you. But, but here's the upshot. This is what makes me different than you. I pull myself out of bed, put my socks on, my pants on, my clothes on, and I say, you know what, I'm going to church anyway because I'm not going to let the devil rob me of my blessing and my time in church. But it's a great exchange. You, you come to the Lord and you just start to say, Lord, I'm not, going to t I'm not taking this, this on myself. I'm not taking the, 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 the stress of this. I'm not going to allow myself to get weary and get under it. I cast it back on you and I exchange my weakness for your strength. My sense of powerlessness for your power. So it's a great exchange. You see, and it's, it's interesting that many times, like I said, I've come and I'm feeling like I don't want to be here. I step, step up to this pulpit and the power of God just gets right on you. The anointing of God just fills right. See, like those days you don't feel like going to work or you don't feel like facing the day or you don't feel like facing the music. You just get up and step in it in faith and all of a sudden when you step in it, boom, God's power and God's anointing is going to be on you. And you're, you're going to be, it's going to be one of the best days of your life. You just have to be faithful. See, that, that's the difference between being faithful and not being faithful. A faithful man will abound with blessing. You know why a faithful man's going to abound with blessing? Because a faithful man will never quit. Yeah. 
A faithful man will never give in. A faithful man will do it when it's easy. A faithful man will do it when it's not easy. A faithful man will do it when everything is going the right way. And a faithful man will continue to do it even when it's not going the right way. Come on. He will do it when people accept it and receive it and like it. And he will do it when people don't receive it, like it, and accept it. A faithful man will abound with blessing because a faithful man will never quit. Is everybody with me? Some of you back there, I don't see a hand, an eye, I don't see anything moving back there. Maybe I better preach in the middle here. Maybe I better come up the aisle a little bit and get the anointing a little bit up, up to the back here. Right? I'm going to preach right about here. The kind of stopped over here somewhere. You understand what I'm saying? Faithful man will abound with blessing. Because a faithful man learns that even in the time of weakness... It's no time to quit. Even when things aren't going right, it's no time to give in. That's a time to trust God and to not get weary, but to be refreshed by the presence of God and by the strength of God, right? So, so you got to get that verse down, put it somewhere where you can read it, and you could be reminded of it. He gives power to the weak. You feel weak? It's time for you to get a dose of God's power. You feel like you have no might? It's time for you to get a dose of God's strength. And sometimes God will allow you to get weird and strong. You know why? Because you're doing it all on your own. Amen. You're far from Jesus. You've got to go back to Jesus, man. You've got to get back to the presence of the Lord. Good. Wow. Very good. All right. Lamentations 3.25 says, The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It's a wonderful thing. Jeremiah 31.25, I like this, the NIV says, I will refresh the weary and sustain the faint. You ought to write that one down. Put that on the refrigerator somewhere. Because I see weariness in the faces of God's people. Because the battle's been long, and the battle's been strong, and the battle's been harsh. But the the, the fact of the matter is that God is going to sustain the weak and re-strengthen the ones who feel like they've lost their their strength. God's promise That's why you've got to know the Word of God and stand on the Word of God and not let your emotions. So let's let's do this. I'm going to give you four things that you should never do in times of weariness. Four things you should never do in the time of weariness. Number one, never be driven by irrational emotions. Isn't it the truth? Because when you're a weary man, you can make some of the craziest decisions in your life. Oh, I just can't take this anymore. I'm just throwing the whole, that's it. I made up my mind. I'm getting rid of the whole thing. And then six months later, you're kicking yourself in the rear end because why did I make that stupid mistake? Because you acted on emotions instead of acting rationally with a clear mind and in faith. And if you're not careful, weariness will, will cause you to make stupid decisions and you will do dumb things that you will kick yourself for. And I've done it in my life where I, where I was feeling weary and, and because of the way I was just, oh, that's the end of it. I'm, I'm not doing that. And I make a decision and months down the road I said, why on earth did I ever do that? I acted out of emotion instead of, because I was weary, instead of acting with a clear head and a clear mind and acting in faith. So, so one of the most important things that we have to be reminded of is never be driven by Im- irrational emotions. Never make life-changing decisions in the time of weariness. You know, more people have quit jobs and quit, you know, doing things because they were wearied. You see, I, I believe this. 
If you're going to go out of something, go out and bless the glory. Go out on a high point, at a high note. Never go out when you're down. Did you hear what I, did you hear what I just said? Always go out at the high, high point. That's when you exit, not when you're at the bottom. Because, oh, I'm so tired, I can't stand the name. That's not the time. You go out and bless the glory. Because the way you leave that situation is the way you're going to enter the next one. If you leave defeated, you enter defeated. And weariness will try to do that to you. All right. So number two, um, we're almost finished here. Number two, don't lose a good perspective on things. You know, you know like I said, the onset of this thing is that when you're in a time of weariness, your perspective is so jaded. It's, it's off. It's out of kilter. It's, it, it needs to, you know, like I said, you know, today you can be looking at something because everything is going your way. And, oh, this is rosy. This is beautiful. Three days later, the same situation looks gray and gloomy and dark because you have to keep a good perspective. You have to always try to find uh, or look at things from a good, good perspective. You can look at the same situation from multiple ways. It's like, you know, you know a mountain, you can look at a mountain and every, every time you, you go to a different, a different position, you're going, to see the, you're going to see the mountain from a different perspective. Well, it's the way you have to look at life. When situations come your way and circumstances come your way, you need to look at, make sure that you're looking at it from the right perspective. Because if you have the wrong perspective, you're going to make a wrong decision. So don't, don't lose a good perspective on things. It's easy to toss in the towel when everything's going wrong, but it may just be a season. It may just be a little bump in the road. It may just be a little thing that, you know, you've got to ride through. And when you ride through, you're going to get to the other side. And you're going to be thankful you didn't quit. Just like when I hit the big bump 13 years ago that I've told you about here. I, thank God I just tried to keep a good perspective because if I had looked at it from a bad perspective, we wouldn't be sitting here today. And I would have lost my destiny and not fulfilled the call of God in my life. So, so you, you've got to keep a good perspective. Number three, don't let times of weariness cause you to fall into unbelief. Don't lose your faith because you're weary. Don't give up because, you know, you have to push a little bit more. Remember Romans 4.20, Abraham did not waver at the promises of God in unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he promised he was also able to perform. So don't let times of weariness uh, cause you to get into unbelief and doubt over God's word and God's destiny for your life. There's a plan and it's going to come to pass. I know there's a destiny in my life. Do you all know that you have a destiny? <laughs> so so don't, don't, don't let times of weariness cause you to fall into unbelief and you know, lose your faith. Just keep on moving, trusting God. And number four, and we're going to quit right here, and this is what I've been saying right along, just make a decision that you will never quit. You're going to keep on walking with God. You're going to keep on the promises yeah. of God. You're going to keep on being a, a giver, a worker, a helper, a builder of the kingdom of God. You're going to keep on the word of God until you see your harvest come to pass. Because you will reap a harvest according to what we opened up with, Galatians 6, 9. You will reap a harvest if you do not quit. Hallelujah. You can make it in Jesus' name. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com.